ultimately, <laughs> anything that could go wrong is a Randall problem. You guys came with your stories, well, and you're in the recording unless studio. Unless it was like the time where I had double printed the same page of my own story, like yeah. a fucking idiot. <laughs> So ninety, I'll say like ninety-seven percent of the yeah. time, it could be a it short of you guys problem. just not coming with your shit. <laughs> all of the problems that ha- <laughs> that happen in here are Randall problems. Fair, touche, touche, douche. Oh, that's a new one. Touche, douche. Touche, douche. Touche, douche. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> oh, why not? I don't know. It sounds <laughs> medical. Yeah. So traffic was super fucking lame. It's a fucking three-way. Freeway. Three-way? Three-way freeway. Wow. Guys. Hey. Huh. Wow. It's okay. <laughs> Three-lane freeway. And fuego today. Yeah. Right off the bat. Just. Welcome. Welcome to the three-way freeway. <laughs> three-way freeway, you tooshy douchey. We already have two episode names. I'm just going to start writing them down now. God damn it. Hey, y'all. Welcome hey. to Ghost and Hoes. Welcome. Paranormal podcast where we talk about all things spooky. The end. That's that's it. I love so much that you assumed <laughs> that we were recording. We are. Like, don't get me wrong. Good. Yeah, I figured. You know, I figured. Anyway, so I'm D. Z. There's Randall on the ones and twos. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? You writing down names? I was writing it down so I don't forget. Nice. I mean, I'll listen to it again, but why nice. not just do it now? So yeah, thanks for coming a little early just for me to be right on time. <laughs> Fuck traffic, dude. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck accidents. I hope nobody was hurt, but fuck it. Fuck them. People like to forget how to drive in Portland when the seasons change. And it's always in that fucking tunnel. Yeah. That tunnel is just the bane of everyone's existence. It's true. It is my favorite thing, though. Like, we go from summer to fall and winter when it starts to rain again. And everybody's like, how? What? How do I drive? What do I do? How? I'm like, guys. And then the same thing when it's sunny outside. They're like, what is the thing in the sky? I'm blind. Yeah, I get that. But I get being blind in the car, though, for, I mean, like, two different reasons. Because, number one, I am blind. Number two, I am short. Yes. And the sun hits me in the retinas, no matter if that thing is down or not. Yeah, so we got our Christmas tree today. It's a (sighs) hobbit tree. I haven't had a tree this small since I don't even, ever. But then I thought about it. The upside is I don't need a ladder to reach the top this year, which is good because I don't have one. But is it girthy enough that you need a grabber to put things up high because of your T-Rex arms? Probably. Okay. Probably. I'm just but thinking ahead that, for you that to actually, save you some frustration I have later. a step stool. That works. I will be able to reach the top with a step stool. Okay. And I usually have to have a full-on fucking ladder to reach the top. And yeah. then even then I need someone taller than me to get on it to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, at least Goose is marginally taller than you. Is she? I don't know, actually. I don't I know either. Maybe it's just the top nuts. Uh, probably. <laughs> it very well could be. Of course, be. I just cut all her hair off. You so did. I love it. Not so much of a top knot for her anymore. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why people think I'm taller than I am, because I'm not. No. But I mean, my... you're taller than me. Yes. But that's not saying much at all. No. No, it's not. Um, my grandma was not going to decorate this year for Christmas, which is... Oh. I was super excited about it. Um. Because their house is like 
it looks like a graveyard for all of the blow up things <laughs> at the Walmart. Uh, <laughs> like that's just her jam. And now her sister works at the Walmart, so she'll get her like d- big old discounts on these stupid the things and blow up things. Christ Almighty! But. Um, yeah, fuck those things. Right in the past, she's always been like, "I like to do it for the kids in the neighborhood." I'm like, mm. do you, "She's like, no, I'll do it, but I'll, I'll do it, but only for the attention." I'm like, okay, Grandma Jenna Maroney. But <laughs> she um, this year she was like, "How would you feel if we didn't?" And I'm like, "I feel really good about that every year from all of time." And then <laughs> she was outside. With my grandpa one time, they were putting everything up. I was like, I thought you said you weren't doing this. She's like, yeah, your grandpa made me. Made me. Are you? And then she's like, are you going to get a tree? And I'm like, no. <laughs> you have your little black one. I do, but it's in the attic and I don't want to. Oh, fair. And usually I get real annoyed when people are like, I'm going to decorate for Christmas the day of Thanksgiving. And I'm like, why? It's too soon. But it's 2020. So I say this year, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Fair. Just don't make me do it. Ever? No. no, I don't want it. Not at all. I don't want it. But Not yeah, it was just pretty funny. And then all of a sudden, I look outside of my house, and it's also been decorated. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grandma got a hold of your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, nice. I mean, it's her house. She owns it. But yes, still, I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, my friend came over to bring me cookies, and he was like. Did you consent to this? <laughs> I, was like, I did not. I absolutely the fuck did not, but what are you going to do about it? I was right. Like, yeah, it doesn't, you don't seem like the type. I'm like, I'm not the type. You're 100% correct on that one. But, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not doing any exterior illumination this year. <laughs> so. <laughs> no. I have four strings of lights hanging vertically from my tree it's sad and i'm into it fair and i'm like okay that works that's fine my I papers almost... are all loose today because i have a defunct fucking stapler oh, like no. it's just been a day man i was with you when you bought that stapler it seems like only yesterday i know anyway oh bless it do we have backhoes um let's see oh we've got some shout outs to some new patrons Ooh. for being awesome Fuck yeah. Uh, so, to Samantha, Cantrice, Angie, Ariel, Erica, and Rick. Thanks, what guys. What up, guys? Hi. Thank you. Hello. Um, All of your stuff is in the mail, so you should be getting that soon. Fuck yeah. Yay. Thanks for being patrons on our Patreon. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, I thought there was something else related to Patreon. There's not. Um, cool. Oh, man. <laughs> like, great. That's nice for me, me to know. Oh, oh no. Oh, my brain did a thing where it's like, I'm going to connect it this way. And then chupacabra holes and side stories. It just didn't go there. Uh, we had a weird problem with the squad page. Was it the squad page yeah. or was it the Patreon? No. Because I saw well, people the, saying both. that they couldn't access the Patreon. It was both. Weird. Uh, the Patreon, I don't know what happened, but Randall fixed it, so... Oh, good. It doesn't matter, and everybody can hear it now. Bitchin'. Um, yeah, which is really weird how things like two people were like, yeah, it was great. And then a bunch of other people were like, I can't find yeah, it at I, all. That was really so weird to me. I have no idea what happened between the first day it was uploaded when a couple of people listened to it, and then immediately after that. No idea. It was very weird. Well, it's a good fucking thing we got a Randall. 
It is a good fucking thing. I mean, Randall may have caused the problem. <laughs> so. so there's that. I mean. Randall uh, problems are go both ways. <laughs> he can both cause and be the only solution to. The cause of and solution to, to all of life's problems. problems. <laughs> Bitchin'. Uh, but that was fixed, so that was good. Good. Uh, but the squad page, yeah, it was really weird. Like, it, I had posted... To let people know that they're, I'm like, okay, I know there's a weird problem going on with the latest episode, so I'll go, I'll work on fixing it right now. And then I went back to edit it to be like, it's fixed. And it was like, you can't comment on your own posts. You, you're you not, you don't have permission to edit this. And I was like, how? What? Right. <laughs> I'm the, I made this. Right? I'm me. I am in charge of this <laughs> right well that's like the other night our vixens of horror instagram was yeah, just like was yeah i there were a couple weird random activity. um a random people that had been added and i was like mm, you're making me feel a little weird so i deleted them uh-huh but i also messaged facebook to be like hey this is my page and i can't please fix it so I don't know if deleting those Fucking people figure it out. or if Facebook fixed it. But were, were they like randos or were they like bots or something? I'm Could rando. have been. Could I'm, have been. I mean, I generally. You, you what? I, I'm rando. You You're are rando. rando. Rando on the ones and twos. <laughs> hey, um, but usually I just add everybody. Yeah. And so, but there was one, like the first time I didn't, I was like, I don't think you're a real person, friend. Got and it. then the other person I deleted there, when I accepted them, they had a profile picture, and then all of a sudden there wasn't one. Oh yeah. So either Bye-bye. they were a bot or they deleted their account. So just like I'm just gonna delete these. Cool. But yeah, so everything's fixed now. So that's nice. Well, good. Um. Also, I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but do go on. The Discovery Channel is going to be launching their own streaming service called Discovery Plus. On the 4th of January. Yes. This is not an ad. We have nothing to do with them. We should. Unless. <laughs> uh, yet. Uh, but Ghost Adventures will be presenting a two-hour special where they investigate the Cecil Hotel. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuckers. Right? They get all the good shit. Well, that's what happens when you've been doing this for nigh on I know, a decade. But god damn it. <sighs> I know. I don't know when they did it. I don't th- it's not live, I don't think. I don't know. But that'll be a thing. Well, so if thing. there's a good thing we can text them and find yeah, out. Be like, hey guys. <laughs> uh but also jealous. Can totally watch that. Sign up for a free trial of Discovery Plus if that's a thing and then Fuck just yeah. delete it. If I hate it. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. I think that's all I have. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah so, so that'll be jealous. Cool. I know. Well, who goes first today? I do. Yeah, good. I do. Because I can't remember. It was all weird. I'm pretty sure it's me. Yeah. Um. Also, people have been posting screenshots in the squad page because <laughs> Facebook is starting like, it's like, um pages you should follow suggestions we've gotten no less than like three people screenshotting Gwyneth Paltrow like you should go like and follow this page and everybody's like absolutely fucking not absolutely not get the (laughs) fuck out of here wait you don't want Gwyneth Paltrow following you I mean she can listen to our show but the people 
that listen to our show are getting ads on Facebook. Be like, you should follow Gwyneth Paltrow's Facebook oh, page. Oh, I misunderstood that. Okay. Right. Reverse it. Tell people, or t- I'm sorry. She might be, if Gwyneth listened, she might be actually the first to send the cease and desist. Um, I think so. To our listeners. I thought it would be Bob, but no. Everybody go out there, tweet at Gwyneth Paltrow to follow Ghost and Hose and listen to the show. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, is it weird Dude. that I feel slightly <laughs> more uncomfortable about Gwyneth Paltrow listening than, you... than Ed Kemper? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that's I, hilarious. It just it makes me feel a little Do you bit... have any idea how fucking stoked I would be to get a cease and desist from Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> I would need to have That's, it framed. Wait, right? I like, would frame it. Bronzed? Could You've, we bronze it? You have seen my house. I frame things. I know. <laughs> so do I. I frame shit. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Um, yes, Gwyneth Paltrow's attorney, can you send this to us in triplicate? We need yes. it three copies. <laughs> triplicate? We need it. I will thrice. gladly never speak her name on this show if I can get a cease and desist with, from her. You know what? We will then know that we've made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I will made put that it. on my website. That is how we will advertise the show. I am yeah. legally Ghosts and Hose, the podcast that received a cease and desist from Gwyneth fucking Paltrow. We are legally not allowed to speak her name. <laughs> I mean, depending on the kind of cease and desist, we could easily get away with calling her the flaxen-haired she-demon. Yeah. Everybody would know who we were talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Everyone would know. That waspish flaxen-haired she-demon. Robert Downey Jr.'s co-star in Iron Man. Yeah. That flaxen-haired she-demon. That's fucking amazing. So, tweet at Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Do it. Tell her to follow our page. Tell her to Ooh. listen to our show. Gwyneth and everybody. Tell everybody you know. Yeah. I feel like she... No, I take it back. I was like, maybe she has a really good sense of humor. It's just a secret. No! I no, don't no, no. think so. That would result in a cease and desist. I have no I doubt it about it. Although, it we're not breaking a law because we're no, not we're saying not. anything that's that's false about her. That's true. No. We're just sharing our thoughts and feelings. Right. Our which are... Bullshit ne- highly. Negative. Right. <laughs> right. They're real bad, Gwyneth. Here's the deal, Gwyneth. I've liked a few of the I movies you've done. I hate yeah. you as a person. Go uh, fuck yourself. There you go. There it is. Go fuck yourself. There's also Gwyneth. <laughs> With your bullshit vibrators that are too expensive. Your $4,000 mini skirts. <laughs> <laughs> so my best friend from high school, she listens. Um, and she was like, I need to see that skirt. I need to see it. The heroin flower skirt? Yeah. We posted it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it was good. before. It was before. Oh, I yes. Think I had posted the pictures. And she's like, the only reason I could see it being that expensive is that the, they look like they may have been embroidered, but still, you can get that at like Kohl's. Of course you can. Yeah. Right? I know. I was like, of course you can. <sighs> Jesus, take the wheel. Fucking, is that a heroin flower? <laughs> is that a heroin flower? <laughs> <laughs> so bless her heart. So good. Bless um, her heart. Oh, Patreon. Now I remember what I was going to say. Patreon. Yeah. Mm, I don't like that. No? Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so I've had an idea for our $10 subscribers. I'm just going to run by you right Picture now. Picture your boobs? Absolutely not for $10. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... I listen to the episodes on Tuesday, come up with the list of titles. Yes. And I was thinking I could send one subscriber the list on Tuesday after I've listened and 
they can pick an episode title. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. I think it's a good idea. Perfect. Then we will do that maybe this week or maybe next week. I don't know. But yeah, do that. Let's sure. See. That's a good idea. I like Thanks. that. Sometimes I have them. Yeah. We have lots of them. It's good. <sighs> on occasion. On occasion. So do you have a murder since you've been like real murder heavy lately? No. I absolutely don't this week because I did promise everybody a couple of lighthearted stories. Oh, good. Because I have a murder. To break up all the murder. <laughs> I mean, to break up all the murder and cannibalism. We've been real Necessary. heavy on the cannibalism. Heavy on the cannibals. And so I'm a hoe of my word. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, you got the funny man of Chateau Marmont. Mm, yes. Which, funny story about that. After we finished recording, I got my car to head home, and as soon as my phone connected to Bluetooth, it started to play Soul Man by the Blues Brothers. Of course it did. I was like, okay. Of course it did. All right. That's weird. That's okay. about as weird as that uh, telemarketer call I got the other day, but that we're was... not going to get into that. Okay, you can't later. say that. Okay. Off, right. off. We'll it's going to have to be off mic, because it's referring to a Patreon episode we're going to do yeah. soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real yeah. weird. Okay. Real fucking weird. Okay. Um, so this week, though, we're going to head to Spain, and I am going to tell you all about the Zaragoza Duende. Ooh. A.K.A. the Possessed Goblin Stove of Zaragoza. <laughs> it's a goblin stove. Yay! <laughs> you really like haunted furniture and appliances. Yeah, I do. <laughs> she likes fart demons, too. Oh, boy, do I. Yeah. yeah. It's a goblin stove, huh? Mm-hmm. It sure is. Oh, it, this was one of those things. I started somewhere else completely. And, and ended up here. Yeah, side yeah. stories and chupacabra holes. Yep. And here we are, haunted goblin stoves. So, the Palazon family lived in an apartment on Gascon Gator Street. And in September of 1934... They began to hear male laughter that seemed to be coming from somewhere, like, right outside of their kitchen. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Initially, they thought it was a neighbor making the noises, which, you know, also included screams and weird sounds. Just random screams, random weird noises. They're like, hmm. For the record, I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be all right. Yeah. Um, But they, the noises seemed to get louder whenever they opened the stove. Oh, God. Yeah, they're like, hmm. So, odd. But it wouldn't have been impossible for ambient sounds like that uh, to come from outside of the Palazon home and get carried through the chimney um, as their chimney was connected to other chimneys throughout the building. Got it. Um. That was actually the case in Morgantown, North Carolina, where a family thought they had a talking chimney, but it was really caused by echoes in their early 20th century sewer system. Interesting. This was not the case for the Palazones. Um, On September 27th, Pascuala Alcocer, the Palazon family maid, was cleaning the kitchen when she heard her voice being called from the stove. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It got even creepier when the voice started to laugh. No. Yeah, so just, she's just doing dishes and all of a sudden she hears, Pasquala. And then a scary laugh coming from the stove. So naturally freaked out, uh, Pasquala ran to Mrs. Palazone and woke her up and told her what had happened. Uh, After that, the voice would randomly chime in out of nowhere, sometimes shrieking at 5 a.m. for no reason. Other times it would tease whoever happened to be in the kitchen 
But most of all, it really liked to yell for Pasquale and then cackle. Oh, God. Yeah. Which, um, no thank you, please. Right? I don't, I don't want it. Uh, the family obviously freaked out, couldn't find the source of the voice, and were certain that a duende had taken up residence in their chimney. A duende, for those of us who aren't familiar with Latin American folklore, and it also, they're also in other parts of the world. Um, also, if you're not familiar with Latin American folklore, get your fucking right? shit together. How, <laughs> right? How are you living? Just kidding. I wasn't that familiar either. Um, but uh, a duende is essentially a creature akin to an elf or a goblin. Uh, they can be helpful or rather mischievous. Uh, just depends on where you run into one. Um, yeah, there was the one Jang I did that had the duende mm-hmm. yes, in ma'am. somewhere that is I in Latin it was, America. I want to say it was Argentina. Yeah, sounds right. Um, Little gnome guy. Yep. Got a picture of him. He's beating people up. Yep. Oh, fun. <laughs> Yeah, they can be dicks. Yeah. Um, like two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the Spanish term duende actually originated as a, um, essentially a portmanteau, because you know I love those. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a phrase, dueño de casa or duende casa, which means possessor of a house, and was uh, originally like a mischievous spirit inhabiting a house. Okay. Um. So, good on the Palazons for realizing what they were dealing with. And at this point, even though they were pretty sure they weren't going bananas, they started asking their neighbors to come over and check it out. Guess what? They weren't losing their minds, because when their neighbors went into the Palazon family kitchen, they were greeted by a voice saying, hello, from the stove. Their stove talks. I don't think I like this. Uh, Do I like this? I'm not sure. Right? It, Do I want a talking stove? I don't think so. I feel like it would get really annoying. Right? And it does. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, so people would come over and they'd go into the kitchen and then the stove would just be like, hola. <laughs> que pasa? Okay, maybe I do like that. I don't know. Maybe I like it in Spanish. I don't know that I'd like it in English. Que pasa? That's que, what I like. Que pasa? Yeah. No, I want that stove. Que pasa, tushy douches? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend that the goblin in their <laughs> chimney absolutely said that. Fuck yeah, I did. Um... So the Palazones were at a loss. Me so- llama, me llamo Estufa. <laughs> Estufa. My name is Stove. <laughs> Hello, amigos. My name is Stove. Hola, How are amigos. you? Me llamo Estufa. <laughs> me llamo Estufa. Perfect. God damn it. On oh one. my God. I, yes, I like to think that that is exactly what it sounded like. I hope it did, but I'm going to say probably I mean, not. If that's how it sounded, I don't understand how they weren't all immediately fucking their stove. Right? Right? Stove yeah. fucking? Oh, that's yeah. a thing? <laughs> yeah. Here for it. There's a porn for that. Sure. I'm sure there is. There has to be. Um. So, after about a month of living with a goblin in their stove, they decided to call the police because what the fuck else are you going to do? I- Huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're like, hey, so our stove There's talks. A, <laughs> there's a what goblin the in our chimney, we um, think. It likes to shriek at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, Nobody likes that. Help, maybe? So, help, help. At this time, the duende inhabiting the Palazon's home was pretty common knowledge, and the police investigation only attracted more attention to the situation, and people started to flock to the building in the hopes of hearing the chimney creature for themselves. (laughs) Uh, 
when the officers arrived at the home, each one was greeted by name by the unseen voice. A little taken aback, the officers still weren't convinced that anything supernatural was going on, so they decided to question who or whatever was responsible for the voice in the chimney. Uh, the lead officer started by asking, Who are you? Why are you doing this? Do you want money? <laughs> <laughs> and this is how you know it's paranormal, because the voice responded simply, No. Oh. Next, for some reason, the officer asked, Are you looking for a job? And received another no answer. Uh, and at this point, the officer was a little more than annoyed at having his time wasted by this prankster. Uh, so in his frustration, he asked, then, who are you? What is it that you want, man? This time, the voice gave an actual answer and told the officer, nothing. I am not a man. Oh, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Okay, but let's just say that those were really stupid questions. Right? Right? Just, right? I mean, I get that it's 1934, but... Yeah, Shane. Come on. No, it was Spain. They didn't do that there. Oh, good point. Unless it How was... do you do that? Si. Si. <laughs> claro. Si. Claro, si. Claro que si. Pero. Pero yo no. Sí. No lo sé. Yo lo sé. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember. High school Spanish, and I can't write. I'm learning it right now. Nice. I'm in the midst of continuing learning Spanish. What were you trying to say? To see. Oh. Uh, to look. Ver. Yeah. Ver. So it would be. Uh, uh, veo. See. <laughs> yeah. See, si veo. Look. See? But actually, that one would be, look, yes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dumb questions. See, si ver. Right? Ah, there it is. Sea bear. Yeah. Sea bear. Sea bear. That. Nope. That's mm -mm. my S. Go on. My brain immediately went to Scientology. I'm like, that's Sea Org, <laughs> not Sea Bear. My brain likes to do that, as sure. evidenced by right now, and also the story I did where I tried to say Don Johnson, and my brain's like, Don Knotts? Absolutely not, brain. That's. Mm -mm. I was like, when he said Patreon a few minutes ago, I had I had Russell Crowe screaming Praetorian in my head. So. I mean, no, yeah. but yeah, I get it. I was like, these pants are Betsy Johnson, but my brain insists on saying Betsy Ross. <laughs> that's not right. Nope, that's Praetorian. not right at all. Uh, so God, I love that movie. Um, the police still believed it was a well-planned and elaborate hoax. Uh, they had the Palazons relocated to a different apartment in another building so they could continue their investigation unimpeded. Okay. Uh, when police, or I'm sorry, when people caught wind of the new development, the story took off and even garnered a ton of attention all the way in England uh, with oh. the London Times frequently reporting uh, on the story. A haunted sightseeing trip from Bilbao sent or set their sights on the apartment as a new destination. Okay. So they're like, yeah, give us money and we'll take you to see this fucking talking chimney goblin. What the fuck? A radio station in Barcelona also wanted down on the action and tried to have a microphone set up in Barcelona. the Palazón's apartment. I refuse. Uh, so they could interview the Duende live on the radio. <laughs> Hello, this is Barcelona Radio. Nope. Nope. Um, uh, <laughs> esta es... El Radio de Barcelona. Sí. El Barcelona. Amigos. Barcelona. I can't do it. I feel like it's like when white people say, Mutzarel. I'm like, don't do that. Right. Don't 
don't do it. You know what's don't weirder? Being in Barcelona and have all of them doing it at you and not wanting to do it back. Yeah. Right? I would, I'd be like, I don't feel like I can do that. Right. It makes me feel weird and bad. Um, that's how I say it. <laughs> Calm down, Giada De Laurentiis. Do go on. Um, She's got a big head. Yes. Okay. So they wanted to interview the Duende live on the radio. That didn't happen, but A for effort and enthusiasm. Uh, the Times wrote their first of many articles about the strange talking chimney in late November 1934. Uh, in the article, which had the headline, A Polite Spanish Ghost, uh, they shared that a team of construction workers and architects had been sent into the building to see if they could locate the cause of the mysterious voice. Uh, the workers searched the building from top to bottom and made it known that while the chimney was indeed connected to some of the other units in the building, there was no place for any human person to hide and make their voice come through the Palazon's chimney like that. Uh, and the building's main chimney on the roof was way too tall to be easily accessed, which ruled out a casual prankster. Uh, it was also reported that one of the architects said the chimney opening should be measured to rule out someone crawling inside when the Duende replied, you need not trouble. The diameter is six inches, which it was. Sorry, I just realized that my story is missing an entire page. It's cool. Keep going. Oh, good. Fuck my life. Keep oh, going. Good. Yeah. Uh, the police had the entire building evacuated, and it was kept under constant surveillance by neighborhood volunteers and officers. Uh, experts from various fields were called in to join the investigation to put an end to the mysterious voice once and for all. Uh, the army was brought in to cut off all outside telecommunications, along with the electricity. Doctors, psychologists, and priests came to investigate, with one priest sprinkling the Palazon's chimney and stove with holy water. Uh, the voice, which had been talking incessantly up until this point, just suddenly stopped. Uh, the people keeping watch over the building had never seen anyone coming or going that wasn't supposed to be there, so they figured that who or whatever had been uh, behind the voice, got bored, and just left. So the police ended their investigation, arguably with more questions than answers, and the Palazon family returned to their apartment. But their peace was short-lived. A uh, day or two after their return, the voice came back, only this time it would take a dark turn. Uh, cowards, 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 here I am, uh, screeched that morning, followed by the very terrifying threat of, I will kill everyone inside. Oh my! Yeah, that took that took a certain turn. That escalated quickly. It escalated. Well, it was like a a couple months mm. of escalation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, uh, the had had enough of this bullshit and left the apartment again. Only this time, it was for good. The police continued to search for answers, and despite being teased by the duende with "I am coming, I am coming," the duende never did. Hmm. Nothing happened. Uh, after a couple of months filled with the frenzy over the mysterious chimney goblin, uh, the governor of Zaragoza was over it. Uh, he'd already had the entire Palazon family brought in for questioning by the police and psychiatric evaluations, so he was pretty miffed when the voice returned and there was no one to answer for the craziness that had been brought to Zaragoza. Uh, he just wanted his quaint and boring town back, so on December 4th, he issued a statement that the culprit behind the voice in the chimney had been found. Oh. Pasquala Alcocer, the maid. He claimed that the young woman had been suffering from a very rare condition called unconscious ventriloquism, 
which caused her to unknowingly throw her voice. I looked up unconscious ventriloquism and only found articles on this case. So fart noises to the governor of Zaragoza. You made that up, sir. Uh, one official who was on the case claimed that he had seen the young maid throw her voice while she was in some kind of fugue state and said it was caused by a quote-unquote psychic phenomena only produced in certain circumstances. Pasquale vehemently denied having any responsibility for the voice, which again sounded male. And she wasn't the only one who contested the theory either, as numerous witnesses to the voice stated that she wasn't even there when they heard it. Um... With no evidence to make an arrest and no real desire to actually arrest the poor girl, Pascuala Alcocer moved away from Zaragoza. Uh, residents of the apartment complex returned to their lives, and despite the occasional unexplained noise, all goblin-related paranormal activity seemed to stop. Uh, the building was torn down in 1977 and replaced with a new building called the Edificio Duende, a.k.a. the Goblin Building. And that... Is the story of the Zaragoza Duente. The maid did it. According to the governor. Oh. It's, he just wanted everything to stop. He's like, right. I've had it up to here with this goddamn goblin in this goddamn stove. Mm. And so he's like, I'm just going to blame it on the maid. He's like, okay. I don't really think she did it, but I'm just going to say it so people will stop telling me about it. Right, right, right. But yeah. And so she was like, the fuck I did. But yeah, and that's the stove goblin. Never solved, just kind of a weird thing that happened. Fucking stove goblins. Fucking stove goblins. Uh, my sources were Slate.com, Eric Grundhauser via Atlas Obscura, Wikipedia, Mentalfloss.com, Michelle Debchek, and TheVintageNews.com, Martin Shalakowski. All right, guys. Well, are we back? Oh, yeah. Cool. So through the magic of technology. <laughs> you didn't experience that. Which is also really funny because I did mention that exact thing happening at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Sure did. <laughs> now we've both done it. Yeah. Apparently the fourth page of my story was sitting on my printer. Yay. That, yes, a photo has been sent. It's been emailed and printed. I clearly didn't do it. No, absolutely so. not. I, the magic of technology happened. I just took no fucking part in it. You, you just stood back and bore witness. I just made the panicked phone call home. Yes. So anyway, I've got a story today, guys. And now it's a complete one. Yeah. Fuck, dude. So anyway, are we all ready now? Yeah. yeah. Bitchin'. Me too. So... Are there any Twin Peaks fans out there? Immediately, yes. Twin Peaks? Nope. This guy. No. Well, Lots of yeah. that. Is, well, me yeah. too. So I'm ready to take a Twin Peak end at any moment to right. go up there and visit all the filming sites. So, well, in typical me fashion, yes. I didn't watch it while it was on primetime back in 1990. I watched it like three years ago. I was five, so right. no. And uh, the theme song, for whatever reason, just gets me. Mm -hmm. It's haunting in a way that transports you back to 1990, yeah. like when things were simpler. Angelo, I was graduating from high school. Angelo Badalamenti. And uh, yeah, fashion was a beautiful nightmare. Mm, yeah. My favorite kind. Yeah. Anywho, for those of you that didn't or haven't watched it, like you, you Randall, it was created by Mark Frost and David Lynch. That doing, should tell you everything you need to know right doing there. Doing what David Lynch 
fucking does, getting weird as fuck. So weird. We Nin- used to have 1986 the, uh, is Blue Velvet. Enough said, correct? We used to have, uh, my friends have the Black Lodge Burlesque, which is a production company. And we used to do um, a David Lynch show every year. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of, there was a Blue Velvet set. There was obviously a lot of different Twin Peaks sets. Oh, my bet. My friend and amazing burlesque performer Vera Mysteria was mm. always the log lady. And she was <laughs> so I have an actual eight by ten of my friend dressed as the log lady in like a burlesque pinup. It's that's amazing. Fucking wonderful. Fucking log lady. So that. So the premise of the show was an FBI agent goes to a tiny Washington state town called Twin Peaks to investigate the murder of a local high school girl, homecoming queen Laura Palmer. And, of course, David Lynch. Nothing is quite what it seems. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you're all probably wondering what the hell, where the hell I'm going with all of this. And some of you may already know. However, if you don't, let me tell you. The fictional murder of Laura Palmer was based on a real murder. Oh. That would be the murder of Hazel Drew. So, Hazel Irene Drew was born June 3rd, 1888 in Postonkill, thank you, uh, which is a small town in upstate New York. She was one of seven children born to parents John and Julia Drew. There isn't much known or anything remarkable about her childhood. Hazel's family was well-liked in the community. They were working class and attended church. When Hazel was old enough to work and contribute to the household, she got a job as a housekeeper. Her last place of employment before her death was in the home of Professor E.R. Carey in Troy, New York. Um, She was a live-in domestic. Hazel was a seemingly normal young woman that spent time with her friends and was involved in her community. She was outgoing and beautiful. She was demure and polite, everything a young woman of the time should be. After her death, the local paper would say her beauty was marked, and even among the hosts of pretty girls in Troy, Hazel Drew was distinctive. Much like Laura Palmer, Hazel's life was seemingly normal, but much like Laura Palmer's life, things with Hazel were not quite what they seemed. Full of secrets. And the days following her murder would reveal a much different version of Hazel Drew. She was last seen alive on July 7th, 1908, around 7.30 p.m. She was seen walking and picking raspberries along a remote section of Taberton Road, which was a heavily wooded area near Teal Pond. Not necessarily an area that a young woman would or should be out walking alone in the evening. It wasn't a rough area or anything. It was just, it was the woods. There were a lot of hunters and fishermen and men doing manly things. Yeah, and I feel like in the middle of the night when you're a lady, you're not going to... Polite Victorian girl shouldn't be... Put on an orange vest because that wasn't a thing. Right. And also, she was a lady. Right. She was seen by Rudolf Gundrum and Frank Smith. Rudolph was a coal peddler who had been taking his cart to town, and he had picked up Smith, who was a local farmhand and Hazel's neighbor. Um, The men saw her walking along the road. Hazel said hello, and Frank would say to Rudolph, that's old man Drew's oldest daughter. Four days later, on July 11th, Hazel's body would be found floating face down in Teal Pond with the back of her skull crushed in. The cause of death? Blunt force trauma. 
Hazel's face had been badly distorted from being in the water for so long. She did not have water in her lungs, however, which means she went into the water after she had been killed. Mm. And the ribbon she wore around her neck was still neatly tied, suggesting that there hadn't been much of a struggle. Uh, Her gloves were found neatly folded 20 feet from the shoreline next to her hat with the plumes still neatly pinned using her monogrammed pin with the letter H. She would be identified by her family from her clothing and her gold fillings. Hazel Drew was only 20 years old. The investigation into her murder would be led by Detective Duncan Kay. The first thing he would notice about Hazel after she had been pulled from the pond was her clothing, but we will come back to that. Detective K started to talk to those that Hazel knew, and the first revelation would be that a few days prior to the last day she was seen alive, Hazel had suddenly and without reason quit her job in the Carey household, and her luggage had been checked in at the train station. Girl, where are you going? Right. When Hazel's trunk was opened, there were two kimonos, of all things, yes, okay. two silk kimonos, and several postcards and letters found from several men. The most being from a man that signed his postcards with the initials C-E-S. But according to her friends and family, she had no romantic relationships or suitors. Well, okay. They were also unaware that she had taken several trips out of town. She had been to Boston, New York, and Rhode Island multiple times. Just a gal on the town. Yep. Now, to circle back to Detective Kay's first impression of Hazel's dress, well, apparently she had quite the collection of expensive tailored clothing. Hmm. Way beyond the means of your average domestic servant. So, after more questions and asking around, Detective K had been told that Hazel had started to act strangely a few days before her death. The town dressmaker came forward and told him that Hazel had shown up in the middle of the night demanding that she make her some new clothes. And, of course, there was the sudden quitting of her job for no reason. A couple days before her death, she had told friends that she was going to visit some friends in Watervillette, New York. However... That didn't turn out to be true, and her friends there were not expecting her at all. Oh. Detective K had his work cut out for him. So here's this beautiful young girl with a lot of secrets that was apparently leading a double life. Her friends and family were pretty taken aback. (laughs) As the investigation went on, the list of suspects started to grow. The first was the 17-year-old farmhand, Frank Smith. He was reported to have a crush on Hazel, but he had an alibi and was cleared. Next was her uncle, William Taylor, who was known to be melancholy and Uh, suicidal. uh, There was absolutely no evidence or anything really to connect him to the crime. I assume his depression made him an easy target. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Then a few more suspects were added to the list. There was a train conductor that Hazel may have been secretly dating. A dentist that had proposed to her and an Albany, New York millionaire named Henry Cramroth that she was rumored to have a relationship with. And I'm going to get back to him, too. There were a few more suspects, but everyone ended up being cleared. There was also a couple that had come forward to say that they had seen two unknown men near the scene of the crime. One was on a horse, and the other was in the bushes as if he was looking for something, but nothing ever came of that either. Okay. The lack of any evidence or viable suspects left the police with nothing except a community that wanted answers. No. So they gave them one. Uh Uh-oh. 
In a statement from the Troy Police Department, it was said that after careful investigation, it seems that a motive for murder is lacking and that Hazel's death was ruled an accident. Garbage. Yeah. Also, we did it again. Uh-huh. Accidental blunt force trauma to the back of the head. Is there anything just like she fell and cracked her head on a rock and she, then magically she, slid down it, right to into the water, water where she didn't drown. She was just yeah, right, okay. exactly. So she fell down, cracked her head somehow from from behind, bashed the back of her head in real good till she was dead, and then she got in the water. And then I'm assuming that you know if they're saying she fell mm-hmm. backwards and then magically ended up face down in water. Yes. Okay. I mean. The logic is flawless. Zero sound. water in her lungs, which means she had to be a hundred percent dead before she went face first into that water. Yeah, on her own, yeah. accidentally. Her dead body just, yeah, magically. Yeah, with no weapon or rock or stone or anything. There was nothing ever turned okay. up. Yeah, that so, sounds like I said. It's the logic is sound. Science is there. Flawlessly sound. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. The murder of Hazel Drew became a local legend, as well as a cautionary tale to keep kids out of the woods, which is how producer Mark Frost had heard of the story. So Mark used to spend summers with his grandmother in Taberton, New York, which is near the pond that Hazel's body was found in. And it was his grandmother that had told him the story of poor Hazel Drew. So let's fast forward many years later, sitting in an L.A. coffee shop. Two dudes tossing around story ideas for a new show they're working on. They come up with a young woman's body washing up on the shore of a small lake town, town lake, you know, just reverse them. So Frost would later say, I'd heard stories about Hazel all through my growing up because she supposedly haunted that area of the lake. So that's kind of where Laura came from. Okay. So then he decided to look more into Hazel's case, and, well, Laura Palmer was born. Both Hazel and Laura were beautiful girls living in small towns whose murders revealed a shit ton of personal secrets that their friends and family knew nothing about. In Hazel's case, the millionaire, we're coming back to him now, Mm -hmm. that she was rumored to have a relationship with, Henry Kamroth, ran a resort where it is said that strange things such as orgies took place. A resort, a.k.a. One-Eyed Jacks. Right. He, at one point, had denied that women were being held against their will after neighbors had heard screams, also supposedly around the time of Hazel's murder. Hmm. Now, if you're a Twin Peaks fan, you're probably thinking, this sounds a lot like Ben Horn and his brothel-slash-casino one-Eyed Jacks. Bow, bow, bow. Because it fucking does. Ah. Right. So Twin Peaks first aired April 8th, 1990, with the final episode a little over a year later on June, in June of 1991. In 1992, David Lynch put out a movie, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which was both a sequel and a prequel to the TV series. Yep. And in 2017, Showtime released Twin Peaks, The Return, which picks up 25 years after the series ended. Uh, Twin Peaks gained a cult following that it has to this very fucking day. So what is it about this weird-as-fuck show with its weird-as-fuck characters and its weird-as-fuck storylines? The answer is, I don't fucking know. But what I do know is that people love a good mystery. And for those of us that are a bit on the fringe, like... 
our mystery with a little weirdness and a lot of darkness. As for Twin Peaks, we all finally find out the answer to the big question, who killed Laura Palmer? Unfortunately for Hazel Drew, we don't have that answer, and it doesn't look like we ever will. But maybe now that y'all know her story, a piece of her will continue to live on in the hearts of all the weirdos that continue to love Twin Peaks. Yeah. That, my friends, is the story of the murder of Hazel Drew. That's a good one. Thanks. I didn't know it was based on a true story. Right? Kind of. Right? A lot of similarities. So you need, see, now I needed that page, man. Yes. Now you see why. My sources are findagrave.com, YouTube, GameSpot Universe, LitReactor.com, Lisa Cantoral, WashingtonPost.com, David Bushman, and Mark Givens. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I've been wanting to go up there forever. Snoqualmie. Snoqualmie and just do the little Twin Peak End tour. Yeah. Uh, go up because the, the R&R Cafe actually is still operating. I mean, that's not its name, but it is there and they do have... A damn fine cherry pie from what Ooh. I have heard. Um, but yeah, also, I never finished the newest installment. I didn't either. I have like... I need to a, get back like to it. Three or so episodes left. And I never saw a fire walk with me. Ooh, I own it. But it's also probably somewhere on streaming. Oh, I'm sure it is. But yeah. Super. I actually almost, instead of my Tin Man, got uh, an owl in front of a red curtain. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is about that fucking theme song, though. It's It just good. gets me, and I don't know why. Right? It's really good. I don't know. All of the music in Twin Peaks and David Lynch, anything, because I think Angelo Badalamenti does all of the music for david lynch things because mm-hmm. they just have that same vibe yeah yeah like if anyone else had done music for david lynch's media it would have felt super weird fair um also david lynch what's, super what's, weird what's going on in your head bud i don't want to know to what's, be honest what's going on up in there i don't i don't need to know the answer to that because i have a feeling it's a lot like the red room i don't want to go to there right <laughs> like no no, I remember I started watching it probably like 10, 11 years ago mm-hmm. when I worked graveyards at a call center and the graveyard team could like on our computers, we had access to watch DVDs. Mm-hmm. And so I had I bought the um, the box set and I was watching it at work. And then when the red room came and there's the backwards talking man, I was like, oh, I boy. Know. And you um, want to see something funny? I don't want to put my feet on the floor for a minute for some reason. So I'm just real creeped out right now. It's the picture of Hazel Drew and Laura Palmer. Oh, that's my nip noops. Right? Reacted immediately yeah. to that one. Yeah. Woo. Uh-huh. To send me that. So yeah. I so it. it's, I mean, 100%. And even he said, he's like, I mean, he grew up listening to this. Don't go in the woods. Hazel Drew. Yeah. She's a ghost. She's out there. I mean, and there are so many similarities between the two. I mean, they just Laura Palmer and Hazel Drew are yeah. the same. Yeah. It's just, it's, um, yeah. And I mean, that's 
even down to casting. It's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right. Right. That's I. When was it? Oh, I was supposed to go to. Uh, I think it was Crypticon a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and a bunch of the Twin Peaks people were there. Sherilyn <laughs> Fenn was there, mm-hmm. and. Um, oh, I think it's actually the time that I went and did burlesque at Crypticon, and she had been there, and I said something on Twitter about how I saw her in person, but I was too scared to go say hi in person, because Jesus fuck, she right. is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in person in my entire life, mm-hmm. like a literal angel. It was very scary and intimidating, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And I said something about it on Twitter. She's like, well, if you're here tomorrow, you better come and give me a hug. And I was like, Sherilyn Fenn, I would love to, but I'm already home. <laughs> but, oh, I remember when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. She's gorgeous. Of course. Yeah. She's also a very nice lady. That was from what I follow on Twitter. But yeah, I actually, I also used a brief, uh, the Firewalks With Me poem, I guess, oh, uh-huh. as an audition piece once. Oh. In an acting class. Yeah. Through the darkness of future's past. Magician longs to see you. One chance out between two worlds. Fire walk with me. Oh, yeah. There we go. David Bowie's in that, by the way. Bravo. Oh, is he? He is, briefly. So, hey, if any of y'all are Twin Peaks fans, if you knew this already, hit me up and let me know. I'm curious. Both I of my shoulders curious, just hey, exploded. Guess what? What? Yeah. I got a daily jang, y'all. Oh, yeah? D's daily jang. D's daily jang. Woo, woo. All right. Yeah, I sure do. That's the official theme song. It is. To that. Yeah. So, today's jang comes to us from sunny Florida. Oh, already it's going to be a good one. Florida man. In the before times, the year of our Lord. 2013. So in April of that year, a 22-year-old Fort Lauderdale man, Darius Johnson, was arrested and held without bail. He was arrested on suspicion of burglary. So now, you're all probably thinking, hey D, why is he being held without bail for that? Well, y'all, what did he steal? I'm going to tell you (laughs) why. While in police custody... He told the Fort Lauderdale PD that his girlfriend, 20-year-old Monica Gooden, was in heaven, and he followed it up with, I think I killed her. Uh-oh. Well, y'all, he did. Oh, boy. When the Fort Lauderdale PD searched his apartment, they found blood trails leading to the back bedroom and a dead Monica with multiple stab wounds and an Xbox console, which he had also clearly used as a weapon, oh, no. covered in blood on the floor next to her. Oh, bless it. When he, when asked why he killed his girlfriend, the answer was that he needed to ritually sacrifice someone with the astrological sign of Taurus. Rude. Right? Darius said that he had originally considered his sick grandpa a sacrifice, but he decided on Monica because she was in control of his spirit. He said that she wouldn't die and that he had to fight her like a dragon. (laughs) Sir. (laughs) Your face. Like a dragon. Yeah. No, he, he had to fight her like a dragon. He also told the police that there was a pink elephant... 
that sat on his neighbor's porch and mocked him from time to time, so he's planning on killing it, too. Good, I guess. Yeah. Those heffalumps and woozles will get you. They will. Cheeky bastards. The news of the murder, of course, came as a shock to Darius's neighbors, who, of course, said that he was a very nice and quiet guy that liked to read the Bible. So the police later made a statement, however, too, that Monica Gooden was, in fact, not a Taurus. (sighs) Mental health, y'all. And that is today's Daily Jang. Darius. You had to fight her like a dragon. Jesus. Take your meds, bud. Lord, sir. Fought her like a dragon with an Xbox console. If you're... As one does. Right? That's how I fight John. (laughs) Okay, but John would be the cutest dragon in the history of all time. So, there's also that. Is he in control of your spirit? (laughs) Eh, well... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just had to fight him like a dragon from time to time. It's fine. What you do in your personal bedroom time is none of my business. Motherfucker needs to get hit with an Xbox every once in a while. Sometimes they just LARP in the bedroom. It's all right. Dragons. No. Oh, good, sir. Mm-mm. Nope. That's... Not into it. No. Well, my brain is the devil, so it's just going all kinds of Dragon places. Dragon slaying, LARPing. There's so sex. many choices again uh-huh. side stories <gasps> is there larping porn oh, of course of course why have i never thought of this that shouldn't even be a question in your mind just so you know has to be anything you can think of there's porn for it huh like stove fucking yeah huh i'm sure that's a thing that exists you can you can find porn of somebody fucking uh a lysol tube oh that wouldn't feel good for I sure think that sh- my strange addiction I've seen people make love to their cars. Yeah. I said it. Make love. I did. I said it. I did. It was just... No, it's gross. I agree. D. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. But look. Mm -mm. There was no penetration. I don't... So? And he said he was making love to his vehicle. Look, I'm just quoting my strange addiction. So... I do love a good If anyone ever show. said that to me, I might actually vomit. Somebody has said that to me before, and I almost did. Can I did. make love to you? No, the fuck you cannot. Yeah, it's like, do you okay. want to make love? I don't. I don't. Ever want to do that. No. I think I, how old was I? I was like 16. I was like, with my boyfriend, he's like, do you want to make love? I'm like, <laughs> no 16-year-old boy should say that number one. Well, he was 19, but that makes I it worse. I don't care. It's not, nobody should say it, period. Ever. But especially not teenagers. No. And especially not to me. We're fucking or we're doing nothing. That's it. Yeah, but it was like, he just rolled over in the dark and whispered it at me. And I was like, ew, God damn. Really glad he couldn't see my face because it was the one I just made. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I think. Lady Boner gone. I think I essentially said, no, thank you, please. Nah. Or probably more along the lines of like, no. <laughs> I'm, I've got a headache. <laughs> I just. just nope. Yuck. Your pussy, get the fuck out of here. I was like, <laughs> I have never been less attracted to anyone in all of my 16 years. Right? And that 
isn't saying a whole lot, but yeah, it well, tells he... me what I don't want in the future, and that's any part of this. Well, and it was like something we dumb, actually... like a Chevy Impala that he made sweet, sweet love to. No, we actually yeah. did break up that trip. Uh, yeah, he said he wanted to make love to you. Of course, you needed to break up with him. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, you vagina boy. It was gross. Get out. Huh. <sighs> yeah, want to make love to you? Do you want to make love? No. Nope. Never. In- Ever. Just to this day. Go. No. No. It's gotten worse. Don't. Or not worse. Stronger. My hatred of hearing that just it. Mm-mm. Make love. <laughs> I mean, if somebody said it like that, I'm it, the laughter. <sighs> <laughs> Do you want to make love? <laughs> okay, now especially no. Because <laughs> when you say it like that, it calls Just, to mind hill guys, people, and I don't like it. Oh, God. It's dark. You can't see anything. No. Your eyes are Close shut. Close your eyes. You got to hear it. Close your eyes. Your eyes are shut. Yeah, they are. You've got the blanket pulled over you. You are cozy. You are warm. You are ready to sleep. I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for it, and I know I don't like it. <laughs> My eyes are closed. And the bed rustles behind you. <laughs> And you just feel behind your ear getting a little warmer as their breath just hits it. And you're just like, oh, what? what? Why are they there? What's why, why are you there? Why are you right there? <laughs> why are you so close to me? Why are you so close? <laughs> and then you, you hear of the lips parting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking gross. frustratingly because you know it's going to continue yeah can, can we make love I would just grab the taser I keep by my bed and just tase you and then in the pause there's just the <sighs> on the back of your neck and into your ear oh my god that, dying. That would instantly get you tased. Oh my god. If you're waking me up for that, with that, oh yeah, I'm gonna tase you right in the dick. Just right in the dick. Right in it. And they're wearing boxers. Right in the pureness. Pureness. Just, just stun gun to the pureness. The good thing about boxers is when you get a boner, it just comes out. Just hello. I hate boxers with a passion. Just ba-ding. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that goes. Just boxers of... typically don't make your dick sound like a spittoon. No. No. Huh. <laughs> Dicks don't make that noise. My brain is just <laughs> the image that it was like that whack-a-mole game. <laughs> just like boing. Oh no. Ba-ding. Mm, that's a sound. Get some tickets. I would be very afraid if somebody's dick made that noise at me. I'd be like, "Are you a cartoon?" Right. I don't. I don't. Dicks don't make noise in general. So if I mean that would be well, we got goblins. Any noise? We got goblins in the chimney. Fair. Yeah, spittoons. Gobs in the chin. You guys. Gobs in, in the chin. Spittoons in the boxers. Dick tunes. Nice. Nice. 
Yeah, so... <laughs> you okay? Guys, never. But <laughs> <laughs> Guys, make sure you know your lady, okay? Because chances are she doesn't ever want to hear those words come out of your mouth. No. So, know absolutely your not. lady. <laughs> know your lady. Read the room. Oh, sp- when you said Kimberly that... Kimberly can't read. She can't. When you said saying that, it reminded me, uh, I think somebody... Out there Shut the is up. working on a cover Shut of Lady in Red. Uh, Anthony, our dear sweet baby angel that did our theme song. Yeah. He listened to that episode recently. And he's like, and yo, I got this. No, he was like, so I listened to Lady in Red and that feels like it would be impossible to create. I'm like, well, no, you're just of course not. not, sir. You're not trying hard enough. Um, Get your shit together, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, no. Get your shit together. Get it, get it together. I mean, I believe in you. I think you could do it. 100. Anyone. It, no, anything can be made into a fucking metal song. Anything. I you can milk to... anything with nipples, Greg. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure can. One of those days. Sure can. As long as it's wearing boxers. <laughs> sure can. You can milk your dick tune. <laughs> <Ba-ding>! <laughs> I know that when I make that face, I look like French Stewart. You don't have to tell me. You do. This has taken a turn, and I'm here for it. <laughs> it's been a day. It has been a day. It's so, been a very busy day. This and is you what you get. At the end of this and day, we it. did it. We did we it. Sure we fucking did. did it. We did. It, it took a minute. We got there. We always do. Yeah. Um, I'm in a lot of like true crime Facebook groups, uh-huh. mostly because I need ideas for stories sometimes. Fair. And news stories that I haven't heard of will pop up there. And also, people always ask for podcast recommendations, and I'm... Always immediately in there and be like, Oh my god, Ghosts and Hoes is so good. I I don't think anybody in this one specific group knows that I'm actually one of the hosts of that show that I always bring up. Um, Yeah, they do. If If they're they're listening, listening. (laughs) hey guys, wink. Hey guys, I gotcha. (laughs) I gotcha. Um, oh no, I forgot where I was going with that. Does that have (laughs) anything to do with dick tunes? Absolutely, it does not. Ah. Um, Does it have anything to do with making sweet, sweet love? God, no. I don't know. I just like I just want to vomit every time that comes out of my mouth. I feel like I was a little bit about to when you said it again. I saw Nicole Kidman say it the other day. I was watching, uh, what night, what was it? I don't even remember what night it was. The Undoing yeah. on... Oh, yeah. It's actually really fucking good. Um, but, yeah, she said, that, and we made love. And I was just like... Ugh. Hugh Grant's looking old. He still looks good, though. Well, because he is. Weird. We have to have this conversation frequently about many different people. I know, right? But it's because they are. It's like Armageddon wasn't just 10 years ago? That still makes me feel weird. Wasn't five years ago? That makes Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Dictoons and making sweet, sweet love. Yuck. Gotcha. Nope. Back to it. <laughs> uh, but a lot of the times people are in the comments will be like, or just whatever, they'll be posting about, like, I need podcast recommendations. I don't like it when people, I just want them to get straight to the story. I don't like the chit-chat. I'm like, well, then I can't help you. Yep, sorry. My show is not for you. We are not a narrative podcast. No. They're out there. Old Gods yeah. of Appalachia, really fucking good. Mens Rea. To this day. Mens Rea is a good one. Yeah. Uh, Sinead. If you like it's the narratives. Irish. 
Irish crime. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, it's, that's right. You were telling me about yeah, that one. Yeah, it's really good. It's just her. And so. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds delightful. Also, I get, we can't change it up now. People like our bullshit. It, exactly. We've got too many things. Right. Not too many things. Y'all like our bullshit, right? You right. do. That's why you listen. You like our bullshit. Exactly. Back on my bullshit. On that bullshit. You're on the bullshit. I'm <laughs> on that bullshit. Always. We are good. Always. Welcome back to Bullshits. <laughs> Dick Tunes. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, no, none of us do. Decided to put on my Tom Likas voice and <laughs> sure. fucking go for it. I mean, Whip it. why wouldn't you? Why you know who makes love? It? No. Bob Cranmer. <gasps> Gwyneth Save Paltrow. It. We'll get there. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. Sick. Gross. That's disgusting. Nope. nope. I'm offended. Right. At the mere mention, right, of that, fair, yuck. It's true though. Solid, yeah. ick. Yeah, no. Right. Well, yeah. I. Well. Yeah. Real glad. That's. I believe the one and only time anybody's ever said that to me. Well, he's clearly got, you guys broke up that trip as you should. Yeah. He also get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I don't do that. Um, no. Even at 16. I was like, absolutely fucking not. Um, and then when I wouldn't touch his penis, he told me that I was not a giver. <gasps> I was like... <laughs> Said the man that... I, I'm sorry. The boy yeah. who asked if, if I wanted to make love. I was like, the fuck out of here with your six ball hairs. Leave. Leave. I was in Florida, so I was the one that had to leave, but... Get out of here. I was like, Florida man. <laughs> Fucking seriously. I'm like, you may have manatees in your backyard, but I don't have to stand for this. Nope. And I'm out. So. And I didn't. Good. But he did have, he's lived right on the water and there were legitimately manatees that would just well, that come is the up upside the in Florida, right? The one and only. The wildlife other than Florida man. So there you go. The wildest life of them the all. The wildest <laughs> life of them all. Bath salts. Anyhow, well, yes. we done done it. We, we done did done it. My my it. Uh, page missing the whole, you know, magic of technology that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't do on my own. <laughs> I could have shown you how, but look, I look. just needed it to be done immediately. I, yeah, no, so... Well, we did it. Y'all know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, and share, share, share. Yes, please. Apparently, we're going to be asking Gwyneth Paltrow to listen to our show. Tell Tagger everywhere. (sighs) Till our cease and desist comes. Choked on my water. And then we'll know that we'll we'll hang him up in the studio. And we'll be very proud Mm -hmm. of our legal paperwork. I got a cease and desist from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yay. Looks like we've made it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Yacht Rock. Uh, Yeah. uh, If you would like to listen to exclusive content and see these boobs, you can join Patreon. Half of that's true. Yeah, only half of it. Her boobs aren't on Patreon yet. So Mm -mm. anyway, that's going to be a real high tier. Yeah. That'll be the $100 tier. Minimum. Yeah. I don't know. I see them for free, so. That's, you have seen Be them. Be jealous. You have seen them for I free. Have. Anyway. All right. Well, we're out of here. So, 
Till next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Fuck, Fuck you, Bob. Fuck, Fuck you, Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Fuck Stan. Fuck Stan. Kimberly can't read. Kim, can't. Kim can't read. And look, Bob. Kim Lils. Yeah, no, nobody. Bob Blitz. Cranmer. Nobody wants to make love to you, Bob Cranmer. <laughs> you love maker. Making love. I don't like it. <laughs> you shouldn't. Bob Cranmer, fuck you. I'm not a fan. Fuck you both. Fuck you all. Kimberly can read. We out. <laughs>